work with the 33rd team with Caesar Sportsbook with the Pro Football Network on the Half Forgotten History podcast on PGA Tour Live but more importantly he's my friend who I didn't know where he lived these days and a longtime friend of our show, one of the all-time greats in our business, and a wonderful guy who is stupid enough to agree to wake up bright and early in Maui and talk to us. It is Trey Wingo on Wilde and Tausch. Hello, my friend. How are you? Jason, I'm doing wonderful, and don't feel bad. I thought for years your name was Jason Wild, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> feel the love. Feel the love. <laughs> uh, speaking of feeling the love, uh, Jordan Love, and the love for you because you were the one who really started this snowball, or in Tausch's case, this volcano. Wait till you hear him talk about his concerns about how long you can survive touching magma. Um, that yeah. really started this with your tweet late one night, a few nights ago. Not late for you because you're four hours behind us. About yeah. Rodgers talking to the Jets, and now here we are. We got Diana Rossini saying that it, they're on the brink of a trade. Like, what's it been like from your perspective as you've watched this all unfold? Well, first of all, it's really funny because you know I just you, you'd heard all these things, and and uh, you know, well, the Jets are very interested, and all this kind of stuff. So I just reached out to someone that I know and said, "Hey." What do you know? And he said, actually, uh, they're meeting in about 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, and that's how it started. So I, it's, it's funny because the time difference, you know, is I think I put out there on Monday night at like 7.30 uh, our time here, and which would have been 11.30 there and 12.30 on the East Coast. And, you know, crashed pretty soon after that. And then I woke up the next morning and... Uh, the capacity on my phone had reached its maximum. Uh, there was a lot of people that were suddenly very interested in, in wanting to know, including someone named Jason Wild, who had DM'd me on Twitter saying, did you change your number? I'm like, dude, I had the same number for five years. Indeed. <laughs> so, Trey, you, you get that info, and I guess we're sitting here, and after Goody spoke to the beat guys down at the Combine... Yeah. And got into the fact that you, you started seeing that it wasn't a certainty that if Aaron Rodgers decides to play, he would be back in Green Bay. Now, when you put that out there and then the Woody Johnson flies out there, I guess, how did we get here? How did we get to this point, in your opinion? Is this more the Jordan Love development and the Packers ready to move? Or is it the Packers just sick of Aaron Rodgers? I think it's that we got here in April of 2020 when the Packers yeah. moved up in the first round to take Jordan Love. I mean, that started all of this, right? That started everything uh, that, that, has, that, has, that has followed, you know, and they, it was a question of whether or not Aaron was going to go back in 2020. I mean, there were some 
concerns there. And then last year, you know, uh, the whole deal with the with Aaron and, and uh, you know, if Randall Cobb doesn't come back, which I reported, they don't sign him, he's not going to go. And he was there, he was in the locker room, and they saw, I mean, this has been, this has been th- two and a half, well, almost three years in the making now. Um, and, you know, if, if you're the Packers, you almost have to try and, and play Jordan Love this year because it'll be year four of his rookie deal, and you need to know whether or not you're going to pick up that fifth-year option. So, I think you know, and Andrew Brandt, who obviously has been with the Packers for a long time and, and had been, uh, had been, and is a good friend of mine, and, and said he believed all along the plan was to move on from Aaron, from Green Bay's perspective, uh, after the 2022 season. And here we are after the 2022 season. They need to know whether or not they have the next Aaron Rodgers slash Brett Favre or just a comparable, uh, capable starting quarterback in, in Jordan Love before they decide whether or not to pick up that fifth-year option. So this always seemed like it was going to be the natural moving on point. And, and from what you talked about, Goody, and what he was talking to the B-Cats at the Combine, you know, the last two years has been whatever Aaron wants, we'll do. Whatever, whatever we're going to do. They are not giving off those vibes at all. You know, they're, they're trying to, to maintain some sense of civility here, but I think there's a real likelihood that they would prefer at this point to move on and, and see what they have instead of going through this for two more years. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's the vibe. You're a thousand percent right. Uh, Trey, who did you? What football team did you grow up rooting for? Well, this is going to go over well in Madison. Uh, I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, my uh, parents were both from Texas, and we lived overseas for a few years. And when I came back, the first football game I ever saw was a Monday night game when the Dallas Cowboys just beat the crap out of the then St. Louis Cardinals. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was a time when they were really good. So, yeah, I grew up a, a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. So, I, I obviously, I grew up a Packers fan. Now that I'm a professional, I don't root for or against them. But I have very yeah. distinct memories of my youth of them not being very good. And yeah. I, 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 I tweeted this out. the 70s. Yeah, yeah, and and a good chunk of the '80s, right? Eight and eight was like, yeah. hey, well, at least they won as many as they lost, um, and they had some fun offenses, and it was cool, right? I mean, John Jefferson and James Lofton and Paul Kaufman, I loved it. Lynn Dickey, Jesse's favorite quarterback, but and I'm not saying that we're on the precipice of the '70s and '80s, but if you are an NFL fan that doesn't live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or Madison, or followed the Packers for the last 30 years, if you followed another team and you experienced the quarterbacking that most teams face during that time, during that long of a window, if you were a Packers fan, would you be worried about the pendulum swinging and there being a market correction here toward things aren't going to go very well because you just had Favre and Rodgers for three decades? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the, the whole thing, right? Like, outside of Favre to Rodgers, Montana to Young, and Manning to Luck until he retired, I don't know if there's been a better transition from one quarterback to the other. And now the Packers are hoping it happens again. And, you know, if they do, God bless them. You know, that's phenomenal. But, you know, to, to your point, let's, let's assume for a second that Aaron does leave, right? So... Aaron getting the contract he wanted last year because of two-time MVP and then a one seed, even though they fell in the playoffs and Lambeau to San Francisco. He had the hammer to ask for whatever he wanted, and he got the big deal. That big deal cost them Devontae Adams. 
So they brought Aaron back for at least one more year. And then that one year was we don't make the playoffs. I'm curious how the, the legend or the legacy of Aaron Rodgers will be remembered in Green Bay if his final two years are cost us our best receiver and then we pay him out the yin-yang and we only get it for one year we don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a fair question. And since you broke this and you're you know out in front of all this stuff, what do you think if this deal goes through? And I think all of us now are pretty much assuming it is. Seems a little too easy. I feel like there's more to the story coming. But what yeah. do you think the Jets will have to give up? And do you think the Jets are going to say, "Hey, you gave Aaron this big deal. They're going to have to take all that salary on." What's your best guess as far as what this is going to cost the New York Jets to get Aaron Rodgers to come over? That's a really, I mean, you're right. That there, there is still a lot of moving. It's besides just Aaron saying, okay, I'm, a, I'm willing to do this. And now we have to figure out the financials. Now, it, it, it is better for the Packers if they move on from Aaron for the contract this year as opposed to next year because the, yep. the, the cap hit next year would be disastrous because of those two dummy years in the deal. So, but if you're the Jets, I mean, you, you've already showed your hand, right? You couldn't be more desperate in terms of wanting to get him. So, you know, I mean, you, you, what are you going to do? Go back to, oh, Zach, we were just kidding. You're still our guy. You know, that's not going to happen. So that they having, in negotiations, this is known as open kimono. You know, here, here's all I got. It's right here. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they, 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 have, they have to do whatever is necessary to get this deal done now if Rogers says yes. So the, the, all the pressure is really on the Jets to find a way to seal the deal here because if you go through all this and you don't get him because you can't work out the deal, that's disastrous. I, I am very curious to see how – because both and, – and, and the imagery of open kimono is going to stay with me for a long time, but um, <laughs> they're – Trey, they're both kind of in that mode though, right? Like, everybody yeah. and their brother knows that Goody is sick and tired of him and wants to move on and wants to, and they want to get to Jordan Love. So the Packers don't want him anymore. The Jets want him more than life itself. How are they? I'll be curious because I've seen, you know, I think it was Albert Breer that first broached this, that there's a strong belief that they won't even have to give up their first-round pick for him this year. And if that turns out to be the case, and then you juxtapose that with what you just said, that a year ago, after a second straight MVP, you could have traded him to Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos for the haul that the Broncos yep. gave the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, and now you're not even going to get a first for a Hall of Famer? If that turns out to be That's the case. Probably. And then if you have the money ball part of you know, my favorite scene where they're in the batting cage and uh, Brad Pitt is talking to David Justice talking about how you know Steinbrenner's paying half your salary to play against you like if yeah. they actually have to pick up some of this salary too to get rid of Aaron Rodgers huh, I think that's gonna play that's, it's not well in Madison <laughs> I mean, great Manhattan not well in Madison at all and yeah I, I agree it's it, look the, the, the larger point of all sides agreeing to do the deal is much less difficult than how to finish this deal, right? 
Right. And that that's the devil is always in the details. So they can, you know, the Jets can say they're getting more optim- optimistic and the Packers can say, yeah, we, we feel like this is going to happen, but you got to get this thing across the finish line. And there's going to have to be uh, some give and take on both sides that is really unusually uh, rare in, in these type of situations. So, Trey, do you think it's the Jets or bust? Is there another team that you think might sneak in here? Because, it, as Jason just mentioned, the Packers have shown their hand. The Jets have shown their hand. Is there somebody else that could slip in here if maybe all those details don't get worked out in the fashion they need to before the league year starts? Well, there's always the Raiders. I mean, they need a quarterback, and Devontae Adams is there. Right. You know? Um, but then, you know, listen, it then has to become, I mean, if you're Aaron, like, if you're really doing this, you need to believe you're going to a place that can win and win right away, right? Because what, what's the point otherwise? Why, like, why would, you, why would you do this and leave after 15 years as a starting quarterback uh, of one of the premier franchises in the NFL unless you're going to a place that you think has everything necessary to win now? And, you know, there's one team that I think fits that bill perfectly, but I don't think they have interest, and for reasons I cannot understand, I don't think he has it. And that's San Francisco. Like, you can't make a better situation where someone goes for a year and you have Christian McCaffrey and you have arguably the best offensive line in football and you have an suffocating defense and you have a really good head coach and you have workable wide receivers um, but, you know, they don't seem interested in him, and he still is in his feelings about them not drafting him back in 2005. And I just don't get that at all. I think it's short-sighted on both sides because we still don't know what Trey Lance is. Brock Purdy is six months away from beginning his rehab after the surgery. You need someone to come in there right away with a ready-built team and, you know, sort of – if Aaron Rodgers went to the 49ers – They'd be the number one favorite in the NFC tomorrow, you know? And I, both sides don't seem to want to do that for reasons that I cannot begin to understand. Well, and, and let's be honest, if we're going to rewind 15 years to 2008, if there's any team that would fit the Minnesota Vikings suit of not wanting Brett Favre to go to Minnesota... It is the 49ers, who the Packers think tampered with them a couple years ago. Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brain will explode if Kyle Shanahan gets Aaron Rodgers and goes and wins a Super Bowl with him. So, yeah, but you know, the other thing is, I don't, I don't know that Kyle is really in love with the idea. Look at all the quarterbacks Kyle has had, right? Yeah. Whether it's Jimmy or Trey or Brock. He likes to control the quarterback, okay? Yes. And you're not doing that with this guy. Uh, no. Not <laughs> no, you're not. Trey, we think the world of you. I call you a friend, even if I didn't know where you were. Um, I hope we get to do this more often. Uh, During the time that you're not in Hawaii, so you don't have to get up quite so early to talk to us. Last thing for you. As you watched this whole thing unfold, and with given your history with the NFL, I mean, you hosting NFL Live, and all you've covered this for a really long time. We first met at an NFL meetings, I think, in Arizona or Florida one year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, have you ever seen a player quite like Aaron Rodgers? And I'm not talking about his ability to throw the football, but all the superfluous stuff that comes with him. 
he, what, what, did, what did Murph say about him? He's a complicated fella? Indeed. Isn't that the line? He's I a mean, complicated that's, fella. That's yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, he still, his family still doesn't know what they did to piss him off. You know what I mean? He hasn't talked to them in forever. So, yeah, they're, they're, he's, he's different. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying he's different. And you gotta, you got to be able to deal with all that stuff. And I will lead you with one thing, though. Like, let's assume, and, and Tausch, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if we're running up against the clock or not. But let's assume. Uh, we never pay attention to the clock. Oh, good. Screw it then. Okay, so let's, let's assume he goes to the Jets, right? Can you remember a wider talent gap in starting quarterbacks at any other time between the two conferences? If Aaron goes to the Jets, you have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, allegedly, and Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. Who are the top three quarterbacks in the NFC? Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins? Like, who are the top quarterbacks in the NFC? It, I, if this goes down, I don't think I've ever seen a wider disparity in top quarterback talent between the two conferences in my life. Yeah, I, I still, you're 100% right. I still wonder, Aaron Rodgers still has a, a trick up his sleeve, and if he retires and yep. sits out until August, nobody's going to buy that he's actually still retired. That's where the San Correct. Francisco's or teams that – quarterback is in play green bay has moved on i still think there's more to this story but if we're looking we will be waiting for a trey wingo tweet to tell us which way this wind is blowing well we'll find out one way or the other pretty soon guys i would imagine we love you buddy thanks for making time for us you got it guys always a pleasure take care that is the great trey wingo on maui time very early talking to us we forgot to ask Sounds him like if the waves crashing. We forgot to ask him if we could rent his house. I don't. I did not forget that. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> think. I didn't get the vibe. Trey's real interested in having you and Becca and t- Tier One Tyler sucking down bubblers uh, at his <laughs> it's house. It's honeymoon. For six days. I'm not inviting Tier One Tyler for the honeymoon. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's no conversational segue away from (laughs) that. I am sure. (laughs) We'll wrap things up next. It's Wildey and Tausch.